Lively with Bailey Friedman. And today we have a special guest, Daniela Nerona. Hey, everybody. So this podcast is brought to you by The Technique, our on-campus newspaper, as well as Rec Radio, who has partnered with us to bring tech students quality entertainment and the freshest, dankest news. Haha, <laughs> Casey, I stole your line. So today we're going to talk to Daniela a little bit about the Women's Leadership Conference, which, if you don't know, happened last weekend, March 2nd. Um, so Daniela, can you first just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the conference? So I'm a third year math major at Georgia Tech, and this is my second year on the Women's Leadership Conference Planning Committee. Um, Last year I was on the Marketing Committee, and this year I'm one of the Planning Committee co-chairs. So myself and two other women, we sort of oversee all the people involved in the conference and are kind of the overarching people in charge of the Planning Committee and the conference as a whole. So how many Planning Committee co-chairs are there? There are three, so me and then two other. Okay, cool. And what specifically, as you oversee other people, like what are your specific roles? So I'm specifically in charge of the logistics and the speaker committees. So logistics is sort of the catering, decorations, venue, the overall planning things like Mm -hmm. what's going to happen when, the schedule, that type of thing. And then speakers is obviously in charge of getting the speakers for the conference. So whether that's the keynote or the workshops or anything in between, just making sure we have people willing and ready to come to speak at the conference. Cool. So I guess um, just talking a little bit more about the conference in general. So it was this past weekend, March 2nd. Can you just tell us a little bit about like the theme and what it was? So our theme this year was I Will, and we took it from a quote from Bell Hooks, who's a very famous feminist writer. Um, And the full quote is, I will not have my life narrowed down. I will not bow down to someone else's whim or someone else's ignorance. And when we started thinking about themes, there's sort of a lot of things that we wanted to really like encompass with the conference. But what we liked about this theme in particular is that it was a fill in the blank. And like we can't, you can't tell anybody, you know, like this is what you should be getting out of a conference or this is the type of person you should want to be because everybody's different. And thinking about leadership in particular, everybody's style of leadership is different, but everybody could fill in the blank with, I will want to do something or I will create something or even in the case of the quote specifically I will not let somebody else decide who I'm going to be and I thought that was a really good and apt theme especially with everything going on as well as you know right women at tech yeah so how did you guys decide on that theme um so we did a lot of brainstorming and with our committee as well as just the co-chairs and I personally really wanted to have something that was applicable to many people, as well as something we also talked about was I can, but I think that brings in an interesting idea of, I guess, accessibility, because sometimes you can't, you know, and it's not, it's not your fault. And it's maybe like ideas that somebody else is placing on you or limitations that someone else is placing on you. But there is a way to answer the question of what will you do? without sort of bringing in that idea of what opportunities do we have and don't have based on who we are or just specifically like our gender, that type of thing. That's really cool. So why is this event important to our campus culture and why do you think that this adds to Georgia Tech as a whole? So something that I sort of talked about in my opening speech at the conference a little bit was that even though freshman classes are reaching parity, women in general are still a minority at tech and you see it especially in grad school especially in more men-dominated fields and it can be really scary to be one of two or three women in a class or 
one of 20 women in your whole major or something like that. And I think it's so empowering and so like makes you feel so good to be in a space that celebrates you for who you are. And it, I think it's such a privilege for me to be able to create that space for other people. And like, I'm just so grateful to have met the women that I've met through playing this conference, attending this conference. And I just think it's at Georgia Tech, it's not often that a man is one of the few men in the room. And it's just so nice to sort of, I don't know, flip the script a little bit. Yeah. Um, Do you have any like personal stories of when you have been the only woman in the room or one of few? (laughs) So I'm a math major, so yes. (laughs) Um, In several of the classes I've been in, I've been one of five women in the room. And it sort of brings a different um, issue. And this is something that I didn't know, but I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Piazza, like the Mm -hmm. website that people use to um, ask questions about class. Mm -hmm. The woman who created Piazza created it because she was kind of nervous of speaking up in a class where she was maybe the only woman she didn't want people to sort of get a preconceived notion about the question she was asking or even the question she was answering because she was a woman and I think that's something that I felt a lot like I don't want to sort of speak for every woman if I ask maybe not the best question or don't give a right answer and I think that idea is really relevant especially when you're thinking about being the only woman in a class Mm -hmm. And so I think one of one of the members of our planning committee actually told me that. And I was like, that is so cool. Like, I think that's the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, going a little bit back to like planning it and you being in charge of logistics and speakers. What um, like what were you really looking for in a speaker when you were thinking of like this niche on campus and this um, necessary for like an empowerment and um, like this I will theme like who Who stuck out to you, I guess? So one thing that we really wanted to do was highlight women entrepreneurs. So our Mm. keynote panel this year was all women entrepreneurs. So one of them in particular uh, was a Georgia Tech alumni who had started her business when she was a teenager. And now she works somewhere, but she also runs her full-time business. And I think it was valued at a million dollars when she came into college, so that type of thing. And women that are just so inspiring and are creating their own space at the table which is something else you hear a lot but through their own businesses like through their own ventures that was definitely one thing that I wanted to bring into the conference but then even outside of that our workshop sessions Mm -hmm. I just wanted it to be women who have both sort of done their own thing and like created their own businesses or just places or their research is so individual and different from what anybody else is doing, but at the same time, women that could inspire everyone to to do the same and talk about what led them there, what helped them, like what were their struggles on the way. I just think mm-hmm. hearing how somebody else has made it that far is really helpful. Yeah. So what does the event look like? What is the structure and the schedule of it? So it's a one-day conference. Um, We like to hold it on campus or close to campus because about 60% of the attendees are students. Mm -hmm. But we do have um, alumni, just women in the community. Um, I actually met a woman this year, and her daughter goes to Clemson, but they Mm -hmm. live in Atlanta, and they've been going for years. They're just like, we just have always loved this conference. That's so cool. That was really sweet. Um, um, But so it's a one-day conference. Um, We have three workshop sessions, and so each session has like three options of workshops you can go to. We try to keep them diverse interesting so no matter what your interest is you have something to go to each time and then we have a keynote which this year was a panel but it's been a speaker in the past 
And then during lunch, we have a networking fair. So we have corporate sponsors and they come and set up tables and it's a nice time to like interact with whatever companies or other people in the area that have sponsored us and want to come talk to our attendees. So this is kind of just a question for myself, but the workshops, um, are those typically like, like how large is the group for a workshop? So it depends. We try to guess how many people will be interested in each one and then assign them to rooms based off of that because each room has a different capacity. Okay. But so it can be anywhere from, I guess, 20, 30 people to up to like 100 people, maybe oh, okay. if it's one that we're anticipating to be very popular and we put it in the theater, which is the largest room in the Academy of Medicine, which right. is our venue this year. Okay. So that really like gives them a chance to like interact with yeah. other people. That's cool. Um, and one of the questions that I wanted to ask is like, what was your favorite part about the planning process and putting this all together? And I guess just like being involved in the Women's Leadership Conference. So it's really interesting to me to think about the type of women that are drawn to the planning committee first. Mm. Um, and it's been like awesome to meet all of them, get to know all of them. They've all been so great, so helpful, so hardworking. Um, the planning process in general, when I was looking for speakers to contact, I just realized there's so many women doing so many cool things in Atlanta and, you know, in just the metro Atlanta area or even beyond. Um, and of course, many of them couldn't come because <laughs> they're busy with other things. But it was really cool to see all of the interesting and unique and like innovative things people are working on, people are researching, people at like professors at Georgia Tech and just people completely unrelated, but mm. that were in the Atlanta area. So that was really nice. Um, I definitely learned a lot. So I think that was definitely something that I'm really glad that I took on mm -hmm. because I feel like I know so much more about both the event specifically and just I think planning in general so that was really nice. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier that you were the marketing chair last year? We didn't really have chairs but okay. just on the committee. Yeah. Okay so like what was that transition like from being on the committee to now being a planning co-chair? Um, I definitely didn't realize how much work went into it because okay. for me last year I just focused on we need to sell out like we need to sell tickets so it was just the standard like advertising, like emailing people, putting up banners and posters and flyers and things like that. And I just was not plugged into the whole, well, if all these people come, what are they going to do type thing? Right. And this year it was like, oh my goodness, all these people are registering. Like what if there's nothing to do? You know, <laughs> so it was definitely a lot more stress, <laughs> but in a good way. And it really opened my eyes to how hard our um, committee coaches worked last year mm -hmm. because it was a great conference last year. And I was like, wow, they must have been working nonstop, you know, to have all those awesome speakers and panelists and everything come. So that was definitely a big change for me, realizing how much goes into it. So how do you think that this conference has changed over the past year? And like, what made this one different? I think that just when you change committee coaches, it just automatically, because we're different women and like different people. And I think we had different priorities and not so much that one was better than the other I think it was just coming from a different place and for me personally I think a priority was both that we had workshops that were relevant to sort of the more generic like professional development and like how do you like we had one that was focused on confidence and particularly like confidence in the workplace or mm -hmm. even in the classroom or the research lab like how do you get past other people's preconceived notions and maybe the preconceived notions you put on yourself 
to like really succeed and really be confident in a way that's comfortable for you. But at the same time, I really wanted to have an option for people who are interested in maybe the more like social justice type of work because that's something that I think is really important to me. So we had a session on respectability politics and then we had one that was all about zines. So like creating zines and it was like a hands-on workshop that was really popular. So stuff like that I think was a priority to me. And it definitely was last year. It was just, I think I expressed it in different ways Mm -hmm. as well as the rest of my committee and the co-chairs. Cool. So do you have like a favorite memory from this year's conference? Any Um, speakers or? I think all our speakers were great. Um, The panel was especially good. And I think we had such a great group of women and it was a really interesting and like, they talked about a lot of things that I wasn't even expecting that they would talk about and hearing each of their personal journeys was awesome. But beyond that, more on like a lighter side of things, um, the flowers for our centerpieces didn't come on Friday. Like they were supposed to arrive in the morning and they just never came. <laughs> so I went to like Kroger and Trader Joe's on Friday night to just, and just got a bunch of flowers and I was really nervous. Like all night because I was like oh my gosh it's not gonna look right it's gonna look like all put together and really weird and I came in on Saturday morning and was like arranging them and then our other coach Lauren is super good at flower arranging all that type of thing and she like took over she's like no I can do this it'll be fine and we got so many compliments because it looked like we had planned it (laughs) and like it looked like this is what we're going for um and they were so beautiful and it was just one of those things where it was such a little thing in the grand scheme of things. Like, nobody was really paying attention. But to me, it was really important. And it was so, like, gratifying that it all worked out. And it all turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, and so just to kind of, like, wrap up a little bit, you were talking about the theme being I will and how you liked the fact that that was open-ended. And you said something that I thought was really interesting about not wanting to, you know, say what people should get out of this conference or what this conference should do for people. But I guess if you had one hope for what people could take away from this and how it could potentially impact our campus culture or Atlanta as a whole, like what would that hope be? So this is something else that I touched on a little bit in Mm -hmm. my opening speech. But um, as I was telling all the women and all the people there, um, I don't know them all personally and I don't know what they're happy about like what their successes are what their failures are but I know that they're ambitious because they came to a women's leadership conference you know like I know that they're all striving for something like as we all are and I was like I just hope that today you take away the lesson that you will do it like you know like you will be able to reach whatever goal you've been aiming for um last year our theme was silent no more so it was sort of using your voice so we talked a lot about how this year our theme is what will you use your voice for like Mm. um like speaking into the world like your intentions and then going on to achieve them and I think that that's one of the best ways to really achieve a goal that you're setting out for is just like saying it like writing it down saying I will do this thing that I really want to do and so I guess that would be my one hope that they all sort of leave thinking yeah I really will do that (laughs) cool okay well Daniela that's all the questions I have um Thank you so much for being on our show today. It was a pleasure to talk to you and to thank get you. <laughs> to know a little bit more about you and the Women's Leadership Conference. But also just thank you for all of your hard work with the conference and for putting it on. I, um, as a female student at Tech, like I just think that it's really important and it's really empowering to me to see something like this 
happen on campus and for it to be you know have such a huge presence on campus and even though I wasn't able to go like I still feel like I got a lot out of this conversation and just seeing you know everything that went behind it so thank you for everything thank you so much for having me awesome okay so you can check out our latest issue of the technique published Friday March 8th we review the Hozier album preview the science festival and cover the women's basketball ACC championship update tune in next week for some more fresh stink news and thanks for hanging out with us this week if you have opinions about current events let us know by tweeting us at neekpod or emailing podcast at neek.net if you're interested in writing for The Technique or sending a letter to the editor, email us at opinions at To support The Technique, pick up a fresh copy of our newspaper every Friday and tune in to Rec Radio at 91.1 FM. To hear more news, tune in on Mondays at 6 p.m. for Battleground. Thanks for listening. See you next time. All by myself. Do 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 do.